It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall. It's articles of news for the week of the 15th of October. Uh, truthfully, it's the 17th of October, but it's for this week. This is technically the week of the 15th it's of October. It's all Rocktober. Yeah. <laughs> you get the whole it's month. Trucktober. Trucktober. It's Motober. Can it be Vegtober? Yeah, Vegtober? No, What's I that? guess oct- October stuff has to be manly. Oh, yeah? Couldn't be like what? Vegtober. Wait, what's veg for? Like, for like, like vegetables. vegetables. Well, yeah. like harvest. That's pretty manly. Mm. Could be Farmtober. That would be better. Gardentober? <laughs> you just uh, add to- add Tober to everything? Garden Biketober? Is, garden is more feminine as to farming. Farming is manly. Gardening you is think? a little more womanly. You think? Yeah. Okay, I'll give you that, I guess. I don't want to assign feminine and masculine val- uh, value to things. I will. I'm old. Okay. I can be offensive. <laughs> That's why you're here. Brother Kyle and me, Richie T, and we, we're doing the weekly articles of news. Janae had her baby. I know. I Jan- saw. Janae Manite, that is a cute little kid and a little kid. I got to admit, I don't like babies, but it's a cute freaking little baby. Yeah. Uh, girl, five yeah. pounds, five ounces. That's a little baby. And you see, so she and I were in the hospital at the same time, and she yeah. sent me a you picture. You and the baby, or you and Janine? No, and I, me and okay. Janine and I, different hospitals. Uh-huh. But she sent to me. She looks. She looked like she's you know ready to walk into church, sure. laying in yeah. a hospital bed. She always looks fantastic. It's unreal. <laughs> I hate her. And she's one of those people her. too that's like, oh, like how I look terrible right now. Uh-huh. It's great. I yeah. love that about her. <laughs> uh, how did your uh, your Fortnite getting paid to stay in the hospital thing go? Uh, it went fine. Yeah. Yeah. Getting ready for the next one. You want to talk about two it? weeks? Well, I'm not supposed to talk much about it. it okay. it's uh, it's really boring. Your hips hurt after sitting down? or laying in bed yeah. a long time. You're not allowed to stand up. You you can walk around, but you know, then a lot of times you got to be there while they um, extend periods of time where they kind of uh, check stuff okay. on you a lot. Okay. Okay, but so you can't be like running a treadmill or riding on a stationary bike. No nope. like exercise. None of that. No. Nope. No. No exercising. So. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last time we did articles of news, uh, Brother Kyle doing one of those. If you're a healthy young male that <laughs> you wants play to the stay commercials, get yes. paid, that's what you're talking about. Yeah. It and how much was it again? Uh, this one was <laughs> this two thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And did you get paid already? Do they uh, pay you up? Front? Part of it. They they give you a card like a Visa card, okay. and they just every time you do, it's like by the day. So as you chip off another day or whatever your card is like credited for x amount of dollars interesting is that because did some people not make it through the four days yeah if you don't make and like they have too many people so if uh like if you don't make it or something happens and you have to leave you know then they just all right they credit you for when you've been there and when by something happens you mean the test goes terribly wrong and you have to go to the other part of the hospital Uh uh-huh yeah (laughs) yep but you're okay. Uh, no, and it was no, great because okay. no, I'm I'm great. The the pre-screening I loved because it was like a free, very thorough doctor visit where they do an EKG, they take a ton of blood, and they tested for everything, including every venereal disease there is. And I am clean as a whistle. Whoop. Good for you. No problems at all. Yeah. Yeah. Not a drip. Very healthy. <laughs> uh, anything else new, or basically you've probably just been in the hospital? Yeah, I I'm I'm headed out. Um, this weekend is here in. My county that I live, it's uh, school out for two days. They yeah. used to call it UEA. Yeah, now they call it something more politically correct. Yeah, they call it something where they, they don't 
make the teachers feel bad that they're yeah. not doing anything for two days. Yeah, because it used to be Utah Educators Association, and they would meet in like classes and up on yeah. Capitol Hill and stuff like that. But, but none of the teachers went or did anything. Yeah. Yep. And then they were making them feel guilty about it, so now they just call it fall break. Or harvest recess, right? Yes. Harvest recess? Depends on where yeah. your school. Okay. I think mine calls it fall break. So we're, we are for fall break heading. It is uh, the Utah High School Mountain Biking League State Championships. Oh, sounds like you're taking your son somewhere then. So we're going down to southern Utah where, where that is being held. Where do the championships held. at? Uh, in Green Valley. Uh, outside of St. George? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Maybe where the new Washington County Temple could be. It could be. That, could be. It's a big open. They better not build it on my mountain bike trails. I'll leave the church on, on that one. Wouldn't you love to come around the corner on something and see a big old temple? I no. I would leave the church on that. No, if they you built wouldn't. it in the middle of my trails. No, you I abs. I I had this conversation with somebody this past week about something that I would if if I went if that happened I would leave the church. Yeah. Yeah. What was the Do, thing you were actually talking about? Uh should I say? Well, it was. So a friend of mine has a son who is probably not going on a mission, uh-huh. but his dad, uh, who does not live with him, and is a had a, has a bit bit of a stick up his rear on uh-huh. things like this. Okay, said you're going. Oh, you will go. Yeah. No son of mine is not going. This will end well. Uh huh. <laughs> and so he's like to his mom. He's like, Mom, I don't know what to do. And she's like, You got to do what you want to do i don't want you to go and and come back because they're terrified or something if you know you gotta if you feel right it's right then do it and you should not go for any other reason so dad's been trying to talk him into it for a while and the whole family pressures him every time he's there sure highly to go yeah and so this last time over conference weekend they said hey we got a a uh i think it's a family member who is uh a general authority Uh and they said we can. We have an in. We can get you anywhere you want to go. Yeah. You pick it, and we'll send you there. You pick where you, you want to go to Germany. You're yep. there. Yep. And so Inspired. I. I told his mother. I said, if that happens, if they call somebody, make a call, and he gets to go wherever he wants, and he goes on a mission for that, I'll leave the church. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm kind of serious. That's very funny. Why? You didn't go. Why do you care? I know, but if somebody was like, if you can call the general authority and say, hey. Cousin Ralph, can I can my kid go to? Yeah, sure, we'll you don't send him think there. That, that happens. Uh, I don't. I would like to think that it doesn't. And I, if it does, and if I know that it does, I'll write a whole bunch of letters all over to people, and I'll leave. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I would like. I would like to think <laughs> that it doesn't, but I, I just can't help but think in an organization, which isn't to take away from the fact that uh, think that mission calls are inspired, right? Sure. Like I yeah. know that I that I went for the reason. Uh, to the place where I went at the time where I went, like 100%, n- no, you know, no doubt in my mind that that was the case, right? Mm-hmm. But I got to think that there's like that one turd kid who's like, well, I don't want to go unless I can go to Australia Gold Coast. And they're like, <laughs> and they just get him there. And then he's a pain in the butt and he comes home early. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. Uh, I had an interesting thing, and then we'll take a break and actual uh, get into actual articles of news. Two things. One, uh, so I got called as my ward historian a while back, right? Uh, and and uh, have every good intention of starting a ward um, podcast. Oh. Haven't done a single thing for it. Not a thought about thing. it. I've thought it through too, even how I would do it. I just haven't made any movement on it. But tonight, I'm having training. For being a ward historian, 
I have to go to the training. And I was telling my girlfriend, I said, hey, you know what, I'm going. And my girlfriend, for, for maybe people that are new, uh, not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, they have actually tried to give her a calling before. Oh, are you serious? Yes. I didn't know said, that. You know what, I don't feel, I don't, I, she's really great. She's like, you know, I don't feel like that's the right thing for me right now. Yeah. No hard feelings, no weird feelings, just, yeah, I don't think that's the thing I'm going to do. Uh, she's going to come to me, come with me to my training tonight. She's like, that sounds like fun. Let's go. Really? So, yeah, huh. so she may very well uh, be helping me with my historian calling. She might be the historian assistant. Yeah. Well, I'd make her the historian and I'd be the assistant. <laughs> uh, she's president and I'm sister. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. But then, too, um, it was Fast and Testimony meeting this last Sunday because General Conference was the first Sunday of the month. And uh, this woman in my ward gets up and she... Uh, she said part-time job, so I'm assuming she is employed to do this, paid and employed, uh, to work at the Salt Lake Temple in the baptistry. And she works after hours, so it's sort of odd, you know, odd night hours, scrubbing the tile around the baptistry in the Salt Lake Temple. Mm. And it was interesting to me um, because... How she relayed her testimony, and, and and this just stuck out to me. It has since Sunday, and, and very rarely are there times that this is, but she says, it's amazing because she's, I think, the only one in there. You have to wear uh, appropriate clothing, and she goes down right. into the warm water of the baptismal font to clean it. Ah. And she's like, it it is one of the most spiritual things ever to be in that room alone. You know, you're not trying to... You know, you're not trying to, to, to get work done or anything like that. And she talks about these um, these water stains that are on the tile and around the baptistry. And she talks about how these stains are from the work that takes place in that room. You know, the, the, the saving work that, that transpires. And she related it to how in our life... We all work, and we're working towards getting back to God, but that as part of that work, you can't work without getting stains, and how Christ and his atonement is essentially, you know, she, she, she felt in a, in a very small but not likening herself unto the Savior at all kind of way, you know, to the Savior, at being able to remove those spots and make it clean again, and, and it was... It was awesome. The spirit in the room for that, I, I don't always feel it in sacrament meetings because, well, they're sacrament meetings. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, to me, was something that I took away from it. I was like, yeah, okay. I'm, I was fed by what she just said. Way to go. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So I'll have reports from Ward Historian Training Meeting, and it's apparently like a whole region of historians, so I'll be there with. I'm betting not a single other soul under the age of sixty. Nope, guarantee. No, nope. <laughs> uh, but that's going on uh, tonight, so I'll have some reports back about that. Also, uh, this Friday's episode is Zach Cordell, the Latter Day Saint nutritionist. So listen to uh, everything that we talk about. That uh, you'll go. Oh gosh. <laughs> We talk about the word of wisdom, the things maybe not so often discussed with the uh, word of wisdom, uh, that, that being the things that you should eat or that you should take into your body, not the things that you shouldn't. We talk a lot about sugar 
And we talk a lot about uh, American and Western culture as far as food and food attitudes go. So I'll be interested to hear that one. Yeah, it's great. It's a, he and he's very not only uh, charismatic and gregarious, but gregarious, not gregarious. Gregarious is like the chance from yeah, yeah, gregarious. gregarious. Uh, but he's also very, very smart, and I think that you'll get that as you listen to him. So that is this Friday's episode. Uh, as always, um, thank you to um, those who are Patreon subscribers. We just had recently had a, uh, a new Patreon subscriber. When we come back, I'll give you his name. But if you would like to be like him, it's patreon.com slash thecultural If... Um, if you're looking to throw some throw some money this way, it helps towards things. We're renewed through 2021. That's what the Patreon money is has mm-hmm. paid for so far. We're going to stick around till 2021. Uh, and then also you can like us and leave us a review uh, anywhere that you get uh, shows available in podcast form, especially on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I should say. That helps us to be noticed by other people. You can do just a star review, or you can also say, yeah, I really like this show, and tell us why, or yeah, I hate this show, and it's Brother Kyle, whatever the thing oh, is that you want to... What? No. What? They liked You said they like the show, and then my name. Yeah, they That's like what you, you should say. They like you if they're okay. from England. Right. <laughs> here in the States, they don't. They think you're cheeky. Because they don't like my accent yeah. here in the U.S. <laughs> So you can leave a review there. And then uh, all the social medias, you can find us at The Cultural Hall. Uh, We are on all of them. Even Google+, which, you know, I don't think has been a thing for years. But it still pops up every once in a while. So there you have it. Uh, We'll take a break and then come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. Hey, this is Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. Are you experiencing panic attacks, nausea, or diarrhea? Is your computer not turning on? Is it running super slow? Is your internet crawling? Or is it just randomly crashing? You could be suffering from ICS, Irritable Computer Syndrome. I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you had your PC cleaned? Over time, Windows, updates, spyware, malware, and dangerous viruses will make your computer run like crap. You need to bring in your laptop or desktop PC, no matter what brand it is, and let me run a 100% free virus scan, malware, and spyware scan on your computer. Don't wait and risk losing everything. Now, why are we doing this for free? Because we want to impress you so much that if you or any of your friends or family need a computer, service, or phone repair, you come to PC Laptops first. Get into any one of our locations right now or check us out at PCLaptops.com. PC Laptops, where computers start at $7.99. PC Laptops, we love you. Hey, you guys, I want to talk to you about bestdjinutah.com. Why, that's the company that I have started for doing my DJing weddings and live events. Uh, Whatever you need, I am your guy to do it. So whether you're a lifer or a convert to this 
podcast show, or you just happen to be listening for the first time, if you are in need of a wedding DJ or an MC for your event, or just a DJ for your business opening, uh, go to bestdjinutah.com. Now, I know it says Utah, but guess what? If you want me to come to your event and you're not in Utah, I'll do that too. You're going to have to pay for me to be there, but I'm more than willing to do that as well. It's bestdjinutah.com. Emails there, phone numbers there. Would love to hear from you and then help you make your event that much better. Look forward to hearing from you and thank you for supporting the Cultural Hall podcast. But it's a show. You knew that. The Cultural Hall wants you to help Utah Food Bank fight hunger statewide. Through your donations of food, time, or money, Utah Food Bank is able to distribute over 31 million meals annually to Utahns facing hunger. Even a $1 donation can be turned into $7.35 of goods and services. One in five children in Utah could go to bed hungry tonight, and 423,000 Utahns are unsure where their next meal will come from. By donating food at your local pantry or by visiting utahfoodbank.org, you can make a difference. Time for the second half of Articles of News, where we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. Uh, I love this because right around me, look at all these stories, Brother Kyle. Wow, tons of tons. tons. You but can see it. They're quickies. There's, there's probably, we're going to get through maybe 30 stories, like this one. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints donated 22 skids of food. I'm not sure what a skid is, but it sounds like more than a meal. It's less than a parcel. Yeah. Yep, but uh, more than a helping. Uh huh. 22 skids of food to the Mountaineer Food Bank. That's it. I like the idea of Mountaineer Food Bank, where only people that go up the mountain are allowed to get food. Like, oh, I really should have brought more food. I just imagine a guy with a with a big beard wearing yeah. like you know an animal skin coat coming in. Uh, ran out of rations. <laughs> I need you some salt. I need some salt. Do you know who uh, the Mormon giant is? No. Calm down, everyone. I said Mormon, <laughs> but that's his nickname. The Mormon giant. He's a WWE wrestler. He was 87 years old. He was six foot six. He was part of the WWE Hall of Fame, uh, and uh, he just passed away. His real name is Don Leo Heaton. He was a second generation performer. Performer. He must mean wrestler. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> he was one of the most feared big men between the years 1950 and 1970. He followed his father into professional wrestling, and he wrestled under the moniker Brother Jonathan. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because he's the Mormon giant. Uh-huh. Uh, his adaptability allowed him to wrestle a scientific match or brawl with the best of him. He was a Hurricane Utah native. Uh, and he had wrestled the likes of Bruno Sammartino and also Pedro Morales. I didn't know that they had that kind of wrestling before 1970, honestly. Oh, yeah, no, it's been around a good long time. Huh? Anyway, our thoughts and uh, prayers to the family of the Mormon giant. And it's okay. Back off, everyone. Listen, the Cultural Hall was inspired as such as we didn't have to change the name like other podcasts or mm -hmm. websites. Always been the Cultural Hall, always be the Cultural Hall. But, you know, for everyone who's calling everyone out, and I saw this on a Facebook group thread yesterday about why is Mormon in parentheses? 
Like it's Happy Latter Day Saints is the name of the group, and then Mormon in parentheses. And someone was like, "Ah, oh, hey, to the admin, why is Mormon on this? Do, do we not follow the prophet of the no, Lord?" Super brother. helpful. Come on. So I just posted, ha, 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 and then I'd get another <laughs> alert that someone would post something else similarly and along the same lines, and I'd just go, ha, 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 every single time. And people kept, people started to get into the habit of just liking that. But here, but here, but listen, this is the Mormon newsroom. You know, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints news outlet, the official resource for news, media, opinion leaders, and the public, which is still called... Mormon Newsroom. They have this quote. When President Russell M. Nelson announced the need to correct usage of the full name of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he concluded with this clarification, quote, additional information about this important matter will be made available in the coming months, quote, Less than two months later, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir changed its name to the Tabernacle Choir Temple Square. Other church websites and materials will be updated in coming weeks and months. President Nelson and other church leaders understand that a change this significant requires careful consideration, coordination, and planning. Newsroom, notice that it doesn't call itself Mormon Newsroom, but Newsroom, like other church channels, is following the Council of Church Leadership regarding the direction and timing of changes to mormonnewsroom.org. So everyone calm, calm it. See, Stop it. We're going to clear it up even if we have to take their lives one person at a time. <laughs> Look out, James. JTM. Oh, watch out, JTM. <laughs> better, better change your name or you'll be like that wrestler. Uh, you know, we should point out, too, that last week's um, uh, Articles of News was recorded before General Conference. Uh, anything significant from you that we feel like should mention here in uh, articles of news uh takeaways for you obviously short church yeah that's kind of old news now but i'm looking forward to it i'm hoping my ward my ward has limited parking um, oh yeah so like we have a nine to noon church and then a noon to three church and when we come at noon uh there's no parking because the nine o'clock kids are still there so i'm hoping that it'll go nine to eleven eleven thirty to one thirty that's what i'm hoping hmm. for. yeah that's, that's my hopes i'm and i'm wondering i actually wondered if they would break it up into more usually you have three wards in a building uh-huh. sure on that schedule i, I kind of wondered if they if they'll eventually break it into four. Oh yeah could to could have. with the ones that have big enough parking lots why wouldn't you right mm-hmm yeah well, well even you wouldn't if you have less people coming in that time oh as, you mean as, take two wards and make three wards out of them is that what you're saying take yeah take three and make four out of okay, it. okay three wards and make four wards yeah. out of three wards that could be Yep, to kind of as as wards grow, instead of building another church, you break up the wards. Yeah. more people there. I think I, so. I was at. It's funny on Saturday when they announced that. Uh-huh. Um, somebody had immediately texted. I was out uh, with a high school mountain bike team practicing mm-hmm. out in Eagle Mountain, Utah, mm-hmm. and somebody texted me about that immediately after it happened. So I mentioned something, and there was just a, a cheer from the kids. Hey! Yeah! Ooh, they were in it'll, great it'll spirits after that. I actually really like, I hope that I am disciplined enough to do it, but I really like the idea of the home study to compliment, yeah. to compliment the church study. I hope, as was uh, expressed in this last church meeting this last Sunday, that it doesn't become just an excuse to have another hour of sleeping in or watching TV. And I think for for... A good amount of people it will be that unfortunately mm-hmm. but for those who really you know make a, a an effort out of it i think that that can be good the other thing is is like i hear so much uh dogmatic like well it was an hour so now i'm going to spend an hour out of church and i don't think that's the point either 
Yeah. I think I think it's to become a regular and focused study. I don't know that it needs to be an hour or that it needs to be limited to an hour. I think it's just... Um, when I heard that it was coming, I, 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 I thought that, you know, I, a lot of people complain that Sundays they have uh, somebody in their family, the, the mother or the father that has a calling that takes up, you know, along with church, then the calling mm-hmm. takes up their whole Sunday. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a day with your family and that. I saw it as that, as spending that time back with your family as Sunday's supposed to be. Right. But taking out. Hopefully. I mean, bishops will still have all-day meetings, and you got the stake presidents who have temple recommend interviews, but maybe they'll they'll have one less hour, right? Yeah. Block it and say, you know what? Forget it. I'm not doing that this way. Uh, what do you got? Um, so for the third time in five months, the NWACP has met with uh, top Latter-day Saint authorities. The latest talks took place on Friday and Saturday before the weekend general conference. Officials and staffers with the two groups advanced conversations and efforts in their uh, education and employment initiatives, according to the church news release. Uh, Church President Russell M. Nelson and uh, NAACP CEO Derek Johnson huddled and pledged to work together for humanitarian and schooling programs. Uh, Two months later, the the institutions announced an education and jobs initiative uh, on the East Coast with plans to undertake more ventures. So that's right. We did the one a couple weeks or a couple months ago that they're Mm -hmm. starting that back East and then uh, working that this way, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the NAACP, the uh, launch of Jane and Emma, that movie that just came out just this last weekend, still in theaters. If you're in the state of Utah, you can go to com to request it to come to your neighborhood and do it. Even if the movie doesn't actually end up coming to wherever you're listening, like England, the Spores family, uh, or, uh, you know, other other folks that I know listen in various places, uh, Tyler up in Canada. Like, request it because that matters, that people actually request it and, and that they hear and see that request. But the uh, NAACP got a big donation of $40,000. Um, they matched the proceeds from people who attended the film's uh, showings over the weekend, and it brought in a $40,000 donation. Now, that's a combination of a donation from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Foundation and the Bonneville Charitable Foundation. They said, hey, you know what, for however many are sold, we'll match up to $40,000, and they got every bit of that $40,000. So, hmm. uh, pretty cool. I've seen the film. It's great. It talks about something that is very important. Uh, I particularly love the performance by the woman who plays um, Jane Manning. It's really good. Uh, some things in it that uh, that I was unaware of, and and some things that I just had never stopped stopped and thought about. As far as you know, the film takes place the the uh, the night after Joseph Smith was martyred, so he's been returned to the home there in Nauvoo. And, uh, and, and, uh, anyway, yeah. So it takes place that first night that he, after he's been killed. So, uh, a pretty emotional story. And I really love the, the writing, uh, Melissa Leilani Larson, who we've had here in the cultural hall was the one who kind of wrote and put that together and, uh, she did a great job. So congrats to those folks. If you have a chance to see it or at very least request it, make sure you do that. Speaking of that, um, there is a play that's going on here in Utah. Uh, so sorry, people listening elsewhere, but Utah folks pay attention to this. Uh, it's a guy by the name of Matthew Green. Um, he was 
raised a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Um, he's also a gay man, and he thought that coming out would resolve some of his internal struggles, and he says that ended up not being the case so much. He says, the complications of reckless reconciling a gay identity with uh, upbringing as a Latter-day Saint of finding love in a way church says is wrong are the bases of his new one-man play, Good Standing. Now, it's my hopes to get him in here in the next uh, couple weeks just to be able to talk about it. Um, the play follows a man named Curtis as he is called before a court of love. And this guy, the actor, plays like 20 or so characters about it. Um, and the reason uh, he wrote it this guy wrote it, is he wanted to try and understand the perspectives of all parties involved with the November 2015, um, that being the, the uh, you know, that the uh, children of, of gay and, and uh, lesbian um, parents, they can't get baptized until they're the age of 18. Um, he wanted to try and understand everything like that, so he puts it as a one-man play, but it's it's uh, several characters being played by that guy, and and did it so that he could understand where those other characters are coming from. He said it's a very great learning experience, and if you're able to go see it, you live here in the state of Utah. It premieres uh, Thursday, October 18th, and it will run for a short time, and it's called Good Standing. So there you have that. He's also the one who wrote... Uh, Adam and Steve back in the day, uh, that play, oh. and I know we talked about that here in the cultural hall. So that sort of related there. What else do you have? Uh, Elder Stephen E. Snow. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, gave a little talk, a little presentation about being green. Now, about being green. This means to like be environmentally conscious, and he is saying that as members of the church, we're not really doing that, and we should. That, okay. that as members of the church, we're supposed to do that. Oh, being green, like, uh, I for some reason I was thinking, like, Kermit the Frog, and then I was like, no, that's not it. And then being green, I was thinking, like, uh, like with envy, and that wasn't making sense to me either. So you're talking, no, like, recycling. I'm talking, like, like, uh, like, love and Mother Earth. Taking care of the planet. Yeah. Uh, he testified at a congressional hearing to reduce the disruptive noise caused by commercial air tours of the Grand Canyon and other national parks. Uh, he also helped ensure that local power plants complied with federal emission standards and chaired a Habitat Conservation Plan Committee for the Desert Tortoise um, and was partially responsible for that preserve in southern Utah. And during his panel discussion, Snow urged members of the church and others to do more to safeguard the earth and its resources. Uh, he said, we'll be held accountable for how we treat one another and the community in which we live and that land that surrounds us. Even the earth itself, he said, that's stewardship and it's never been more urgent. Our generation has more than any other uh, had the ability to change the land that we're on. So I'm that kind of a guy. So I thought it was really cool. That he did that. Yeah, you don't hear that very often, and I'm no. and I'm baffled that we don't hear more about it in general conference. So like I was that you haven't had even I mean even Elder Snow say, "Hey guys, let's recycle, let's take care of the earth." You just you don't hear very often. You hear you hear the phrase "let's be good stewards," but you very rarely will hear anything beyond that. Yeah, you know who Ozzy Osbourne is. You bet I do. Do you know the Mormon connection on this story? Have you seen that? No, I haven't. <laughs> Uh, well, April Gould, who owns a goat yoga studio and happens oh, to be a member of the Church right. of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, well, guess what? 
she also was a an American Ninja Warrior and also a former Amazing Race contestant, but that's beside the point. She owns a goat yoga studio down in Gilbert, Arizona. She got a phone call from Ozzy Osbourne's TV show, and they said, hey, we'd like to come and do the show here. No, no, they did not say that. They said, she said, what? She said, of course they can come out. So they did. And you can see the link to the story. It's a great picture of Ozzy Osbourne and a goat. I saw the episode because it's they have a television show where he and his son travel around and see stuff yep. around Ozzie the U.S. And Jack's yeah. World Detour. Yeah, that's it. And I saw him on that. And you didn't know they were members of the Church of I Jesus didn't. Christ of Latter-day no. Saints? See, where would you be without the cultural hall? Well, right now I'd be at work. Yeah, probably but- <laughs> eating a good sandwich or something. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I've got so many here. I don't even know where. You you might see uh, gentlemen with beards down at the BYU. They're all over the place right now. You yeah. know why? Yeah. Book of Mormon videos. Mm-hmm. Do you have this story? Is that what's no. in your hand right now? No, but I saw that. Uh, yeah, there there is a set that's near Springville, which is just south of Provo, which is where BYU is. Um, and BYU students are playing a significant role. Uh, it's a Book of Mormon videos. They started back in 2011. They're still going on. I know uh, our very own Molly Mormon has been in a few of them. You can catch her in a couple seasons. She's ethnically vague enough to be in the Book of Mormon videos. Um, General Authority 70, Elder Legrand R. Curtis, if ever there was a General Authority name ever, Legrand R. Curtis. <laughs> He's on the project steering committee, says what we are producing through the videos and the still images that are being captured are tools that can be used in helping people be introduced to the Book of Mormon. Uh, BYU freshman Jacob Jeffries was cast as an extra for the films and received hair length waiver through December 2020. Well, hair so, length waiver. Yeah, so now, because you can't have hair right. that touches the collar, yeah. so he's got permission to get lo- have long hair for another year and a half. Wow. And you know that everyone else is like... <laughs> and he's got a permit to do it. <laughs> when the BYU police come up to him and say, hey, 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 and he goes, ah, he pulls out his car and they're like, all right. All right. Dang it. December 2020, <laughs> Jeffrey said that he's eager to begin filming and has already enjoyed his new journey as a cast member. Anyway... Uh, those that are cast in the films have been asked to keep up a physically active and nutritious lifestyle. That's sort of interesting. Hmm. Also, they've uh, been asked to consider the lifestyle of those who lived in the time of the Book of Mormon. Um, BYU's dress and grooming standard is a visual template of the campus culture. Without context, these students may be mistakenly viewed as non-compliant and as non-compliant or rebellious. <laughs> Non-compliant. Share the most important stories ever recorded. I'm thrilled that they have this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, they've named the uh, the uh, temple president for the Rome, Italy temple. Gordon Walker is his name. He was the chief executive officer of the regional task force on the homeless. Um, he will be now the temple president of the Rome, Italy temple. Gordon's familiarity with the federal government and the great success that he achieved in Utah, having transformed the regional task force on the homeless and laid the groundwork for the agency to be a leader in addressing regional homelessness. Uh, Well, we'll miss his leadership. We're confident uh, in his replacement. So that's pretty cool. 
that that's going on. I shared this story. So if you follow the face, uh, the Facebook, how old am I? Hundred. If you follow <laughs> the cultural hey. hall on Facebook, um, I posted this story. Now, people are like, "Why do you share these stories?" I will share anything that is around the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? So Ozzy Osbourne is not a Mormon guy. He's not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. They didn't give him a Book of Mormon, but he went to the GOAT studio of a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? So it's not really, not really, you know, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints-centric at all. I shared this story, and people were like, why is this on this Facebook page? I would expect that there would not be... And and, and this is what the story is. There is a, a guy, his name is Greg Hawkins. He's an attractive gentleman. He is from Salt Lake City, Utah. He is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or he was. He served a mission in the Philippines, came back to Utah, and then he moved back uh, to uh, live in the Philippines. He is apparently a model. Uh, He is also uh, apparently an escort of some sort, right? Which everyone assumes that it's the United States or the North American definition of an escort, and I don't think that's what it is. But um, so he went back there hmm. to uh, to live, and and he's an attractive person, and he happens to have roots in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, and that's why I shared that article. No more, no sure, less. That's just, right. You know, here's a guy who served a mission, and now he's back. He went back there, and he's being a model, and people love him in the country where he served his mission. That's it. And people, you would have thought that I would have put like, a, "Here's a way to leave the church" on our Facebook page or something <laughs> like that. I just, like I just didn't understand it. Like if you read it and you go, "Oh, you know, okay, well, I wish you wouldn't have posted this." I mean, maybe I'll try and be a little bit more selective, but I don't think so. I think it's just interesting. Yeah, he served his mission in the Philippines and he went back. Yeah. Okay. And that's kind of the the uh, connection is yeah. he, he served a mission. He yeah, went on a mission it. there, and he went back to it. Yeah, served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Nothing nothing fancy beyond that. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Uh, Nolan Heaps. And this one... Uh, Barely this, knew him. This gentleman. <laughs> Nolan Heaps, uh, member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, was out, uh, and from Provo, was out paragliding, which I used to do. Really? So I didn't I, know that you used to you? do that. Oh, yeah. Several years. Interesting. I learn and something new about you every day. So I know a bit about it, and uh, I know what it's like, The what happens when the wind comes up just wrong, and it folds your chute over, and you go into a panic. Sure. Well, he was a little too close to the... That's why you can't pee in the wind. It folds your chute over. I know. <laughs> He's a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. All right? Uh, so anyway, he, he crashes paraglider. Paraglider is like a parachute, but it's longer. It's wider. You okay. run off the side of a mountain with it, kind of like hang gliding. Right. You self-launch and you're self-propelled, and it's a lot of fun. It's really cool. And everybody says, oh, you're going to kill yourself. Well, you right. know what? You could. You can also die a lot of ways, and it's not an ex- an exorbitant amount of people are not dying from paragliding. It, right. It's pretty rare. But he did crash in his. <laughs> but he did die. Oh, shoot. No, he did not die. Uh, he, he was taken to the hospital with uh, injuries, and he says, I got a blessing before I went in, and it's a miracle. Well, that it... It's uh, debatable, <laughs> says Brother Kyle, a miracle. He had, he had a spinal cord injury, and it, uh, he said it was a miracle that it wasn't cut and that he's still able to walk. 
Uh, while the soon-to-be dad says he does see life differently now, he still plans to paraglide, uh, just with a few more precautions. Uh, I don't want to discourage people from flying or anything. I love paragliding. That was... it. That was, it was just a great flight, he said. Um, it makes me really nervous, but um, also um, I have to pray and hope for the best because I know, um, oh, this is his wife, says, uh, I know, you know, this won't stop him, but I'm still just praying and hoping that in the future he's okay yeah. as he continues to paraglide. So he's okay. They had to fuse um, some things in his back, and he is up and walking, and looks like he'll be okay, but close call, walked away from it. It might be a miracle. Yeah, it, it might be. You wouldn't let it be a miracle, but it might be. Uh, there, There is this from uh, General Conference. Uh, do you know who Bryce Harper is? Yes. Baseball player mm-hmm. for the Nationals. He got a little one-on-one time with uh, some of the, um, the Quorum of the Twelve. Uh, he got to not only hang out with Elder Uchtdorf, but also President Nelson. Uh, and there's some cool pictures of it. We shared it both on our Instagram and at the Cultural Hall on Facebook. He just uh, he said, I was excited and anxious to get to Utah to enjoy this great weekend with everyone. According to an Instagram post by Harper's wife, the couple also met President Nelson over the conference weekend, and Kayla Harper wrote this about that experience. I have no words for how inspiring and special this weekend was. Kayla Harper. Uh, also, President Nelson, as uh, many have talked about, uh, urged in the women's meeting to have a 10-day fast from social media. Uh, that ends today. If you started right on uh, that Sunday or that Saturday night when he told you to do it, so a couple things with it. One, people are like, "Well, this may destroy the election cycle." I hope that that wasn't deliberate. I don't think that it was deliberate. Uh, I think that there's still plenty of time before people can vote, but people would say, but mail-in ballots have already been out, right? Um, I think that my personal feeling on it is twofold. One, I don't think that he said, you need to go home and start this right now. I think he said he encouraged him to have a 10-day fast, but I know that people will be like, but the most valiant will, of course, start it immediately, and that would have been a bad time. Uh, and then on the other side of that, the people who know that their friends are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and uh, see that they're on social media and know about it and are like, why are you on here? It's like, why are your eyes open during the prayer? Well, why are right. yours? Why are your eyes open? <laughs> it can be an individual thing for the people who uh, are who say, "Well, why why aren't the men being called out to do this?" I think that they will be, and I think the other part of that is for me. I think going on a ten day social media fast would be of benefit to me, and so I'm going to try and do it. But I'm going to pick when I when I choose to do it as to not impact my life. You know, so that I don't find out political information or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I will pick it because it it is myself, what I hear the prophet ask me to do, and then my relationship with following the prophet, and that's between God and I. So beyond that... Yeah, he didn't give a date. He's not giving you a date. Yeah. How about y'all just... And, And the worst argument was, well, but we have an election coming up. Well, the worst place you can get election or or things about the upcoming election is through social media. That's the worst. And, you know, I know from talking to some people that they're like, well, you know, he couldn't, he, you know, he didn't, it just, I think 
He asked the youth, and we didn't at the time that he asked the youth say, well, why didn't he ask the adults? Like, I just... In some of the post-conference uh, coverage that I that I heard, are we are li- are we listening to general conference for what we don't hear, or are we listening to what they're saying and what we can hear? That was a resounding um, thing for me as I took away from conference. Is so I'm listening to be inspired by what I hear, or am I listening so that I can point out what I didn't hear? Anyway, so there's that. Uh, this I thought was interesting. President Nelson wrote a hymn. Did you know this? No. The Sunday afternoon session uh, was uh, performed by the Tabernacle Choir. Um, those who attended or viewed the Sunday afternoon session may be surprised to learn that the lyrics of Our Prayer to Thee came from President Nelson. Oh, really? There was no announcement or acknowledgement from President Oaks. Uh, the first counselor in the first presidency who was conducting the meeting, just simply that the hymn was titled Our Prayer to Thee, and uh, it's been sung in general conference before. So pretty cool to know that not only uh, is President Nelson speaking through the Spirit in his words, but also in his written words through song. Um, We have got so much news here. I mentioned that one already. Uh, how about this? The guy who mailed ricin to President Trump? Uh-huh. This guy from Logan. He's a member of the yep. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Great. And uh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for the publicity, pal. <laughs> William Clyde Allen III. If ever there was a guy that was going <laughs> to mail ricin to the White House, it's William Clyde Allen III. Uh, he is a 39-year-old man, uh, and he will remain behind bars, which at least for the time being, is a good place for him. Uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said this about marriage. Two advice tips. Are you ready for this? Would this have helped you? Hmm, Keep a sense of humor. Yeah. No, I got that. And buckle up. Yeah, I did that. He said, don't say every 20 minutes, well, I'm not as excited about this as I thought I'd be. This isn't how they told me it would be. (laughs) And it's right. He says, it's not fair to you. It's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to your spouse. It's not fair to God for you to keep asking the question, you know, well, I don't, this isn't as exciting as the thought it would be. He says, we ask it once in a sense when we make the decision to marry and then we buckle down and stay true to our eternal covenants. So I thought that was kind of concise and to the point. There is a picture of this. Uh, The headline calls it hilarious. I would debate and push back about that a little bit, but there is uh, the Elders Quorum president, Steve Wigington, from California, decided that he would be, along with the other elders from his ward, be in charge of the centerpieces for the barbecue dinner at their ward. And so the gentlemen were in charge, and they put things like pressure washers on the center of the table and nuts and bolts and drills ah, okay. on construction paper. I would, and it I would call in, it silly, not And it was, in hilarious. their words, hilarious. Yeah, well, I mean, okay. so, well, all right. Silly. Uh, what else do you have? Uh, this story from Brigham Young University. It's a school owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I've heard of it. I clarify that just in case, yep. just so you know why that I'm doing the story. Um, I am upset. 20-year-old Brandon Carley uh, ended a slow chase Sunday evening in a dump truck, which he stole and uh, 
drove through the uh, it's the Hel- it's, it's the Heleman Field. Mm-hmm. Heleman Field. Yeah, I uh, heard it on the radio in, pronounced by someone who's not from here. Uh-huh. The Heleman Fields, yeah. and I was like, it's Heleman. Thank you, out of towner. <laughs> Uh, Carly reportedly drove south on Canyon Road, the wrong way, on Bulldog Avenue, and then drove up 450 East and through the Marriott Center parking lot, according to the charging document. Officials estimated the vehicle was traveling traveling around 25 miles an hour. Police said that Carly then drove back to Canyon Road into Helaman Halls, where he crashed through two construction fences. Uh, that was when officials said Carly then rammed a BYU police cruiser. Charging documents said the car continued on to Canyon Road again, hitting two more fences. Estimated the cost of the damage during the campus. The joyride was thousands of dollars. He was eventually taken into custody near Larry H. Miller Field, across from the Marriott Center. <laughs> but he himself, not a member of the church, correct? No. He yeah. just wanted to go to school there and yeah. thought that maybe this was the it way. It's so hard to get into BYU now. You have to steal a dump truck. Uh-huh. And ram it through four fences. I got in. Mom, <laughs> what you always wanted me. Uh, And then they said, nope, your hair's too long. Oh, and they took him to jail. I had a permit (laughs) till 2020. (laughs) I play layman. Let me into Heleman Field. The Heleman. This was interesting. Uh, The cleanup um, from Hurricane Michael. Uh, some people were talking very tongue-in-cheek about whether or not the group wearing the yellow vests in cleanup after Hurricane Michael would be called Mormon Helping Hands, and they, in fact, refer to themselves as Mormon Helping Hands. The vests very clearly read Mormon, Mormon Helping Hands. Yep. Uh, there's a great story about it at theculturalhall.com. Uh, about 500 volunteers from all over the state uh, came to help out in Alabama and Georgia, offering weekend relief. That is available at theculturalhall.com. Uh, this sort of a sad story. Uh, a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints official in southern Alberta, Canada, says the two young football players who were seriously injured in a highway crash this week are recovering. While well, a third boy appears to have stabilized, Greg Maxwell, the stake president, said most of the five players who were hurt in Thursday's crash have connections with the church. Uh, there were some broken legs, uh, and some were transported to Calgary. Uh the uh, five players were in a pickup truck that was entering Highway 52 at a rural intersection when it collided with another pickup that was hauling a trailer. It's interesting, and the only reason I sort of bring it up is you know that this is a small community in Canada, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, who are reeling from this affecting you know, five of their kids. So uh, I think it's newsworthy. I think it's noteworthy. Um, and, uh, and so that's why I share it there. Uh, let's see. Maybe one or two other stories. We've blown through a bunch of this. Um, from Jana Reese over Flunking Satehood, she has this great article uh, about uh, being in praise of single Mormons, uh, obviously being Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, basically saying three things that will help us to be constructive when we talk about single uh, adults who are either delaying marriage uh, or just haven't been married yet, right? Uh, one, the broader culture is change uh, is changing rather. Um, culture in general doesn't allow us to get married so young. You know, people have that kind of idea that they're going to wait till their later 20s or early 30s. Uh, also, that millennials were taught that marriage was the most important decision of all. Um, 
and so th- they're they're treating it as such so give them that benefit of the doubt and then uh, also the idea that hammering the get married message again and again may actually be driving singles out of the church because if you're telling them to do a thing and they can't do a thing for whatever reason they start mm-hmm. to find that they have no place there and then with that uh, I think that we'll end on this uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with the folks at 30 Day Bay a dating experiment for Latter-day Saint dating culture and I'll share that right now on the phone with me right now it's 30 Day Bay yeah I want to get into this and Kylie thanks for joining me hey thanks for having me all right so what is this get to the point Tell me, tell me, what are we doing here? 30 Day Bay is a social experiment that we have decided to do here in Salt Lake Valley. We, it's put together by a bunch of, of single people here in Salt Lake, and we were just kind of tired of hearing everybody talk about how they were struggling with things, so we actually decided to do something different. Everybody is saying, I don't know, the sparks isn't there for me when it comes to dating. And so we've decided to flip the Salt Lake dating scene on its head and, and see what we can make happen. So when you say we, is it just a group of friends? Is it some company that's putting this on, or, or how is it going? So it's a group of friends. Um, Christine Cook, she is our fearless leader, and she brought together a bunch of people that she knew. So we've all got really different backgrounds, ranging from communications. We have a therapist. Christine's a lawyer. We have a financial analyst on our team, as well as a matchmaker. Um, and we're all coming together and trying to help people to really have a conversation about what commitment is, what chemistry is, and what their roles are in Latter-day Saint dating culture. And so people, the uh, application, at least for this first, uh, I guess, kind of season or first round, that's over. Uh, people can't get it's in close. on that. So now you guys are weeding through. How many people did you get uh, like applications from? We had over 240 people apply in wow. two weeks, which wow. is crazy. Yeah. Uh, it was an overwhelming response. We've had over 17,000 page views on our website just in a couple weeks, um, and people are sending this far and wide. It's been amazing sitting down with these people and hearing how they heard about 30 Day Bay and and reasons why they're applying. It's, it's really struck a nerve, and that's been really interesting to us, so we're excited to see where this could go. It's obviously taken, uh, at least in concept, somewhat from like 90 Day Fiance, right? People are thrust not thrust into relationships, but placed with a person that they're kind of matched, and then, what, they pretend like their boyfriend-girlfriend for a month? Is that is that the premise? Yeah, so, I mean, there are so many dating experiments that are around right now where people are looking at commitment, and they're looking at dating in a different way. And so we were, Christine was the one who brought this up, and she was wondering, what does this look like for Latter-day Saint culture? How can we, how can we do something different? And so the experiment goes like this. So people sign up, they apply, and then we have a matchmaker who's actually based in D.C. She is looking at all of these different matches. We're doing interviews and figuring out who we could line up. Once we line them up, they're going to meet, and from the moment they meet, they are exclusively dating for 30 days. They see each other every single day. They can FaceTime twice a week. They go on two dates a week. They call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. They're meeting each other's friends. Um, one of the cool parts is that we have them going to uh, a marriage and family therapist for, for relationship coaching every single week for free, and um, they will be writing logs every week. So come November, we will have their daily logs being published where you'll, everyone will be able to go and follow along and, and figure out like really what is commitment and, and what are these couples experiencing. 
What uh, What's the website where people can follow along their stories? 30daybay.com. And it's B-A-E, not B-A-Y. Correct, yeah. Bay is before all else. Yeah, because you're my bay. You're my bay. Yep, you got it. Uh, are you at all worried? Because I hear about this, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's a fun kind of dating experience. But there's a small portion of me that goes, man, I hope no creepers get involved in this. Or like something, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like something terrible. This is a recipe that something terrible could happen, and I just, I get I get anxious. No? You know what? We've talked to a lot of people about this, and they they recognize the risk because all of them are involved in online dating. Mm-hmm. So all of these people, they have mutual accounts, they have Bumble accounts, things like that. So they're used to that risk, and obviously safety is going to come first. We want these people to feel safe. We're not going to force them to go through 30 days with someone who's a total creep, of yeah, course. Right. We're going through, we're doing our vetting, we're um, doing in-person interviews with these, and a lot of us know people, a lot of the people on the team know individuals who have applied. So we have personal relationships with them, et cetera. So we're trying to be as, as cautious as humanly possible, recognizing that there is some risk and everyone who's applying is aware of that. And safety will obviously come first in this situation now, and in this experiment. Are you yourself single? I am. Now, would yeah. you, would you, are you going to do this or would you be willing to do something like this? Um, you know, I, that's a great question, Richie. I, I don't know if I would do something like this. I think it's a great idea. There, you know, it's scary. And one of the questions we're asking people as they come in for these interviews is why in the world are you applying to do this? Like, this is kind of drastic. Yeah. And the thing that we're hearing over and over is, you know what, I'm just willing to try something new. People are frustrated and they're willing to, you know, take some risks and do some things differently because they want different results than what they're currently getting. So, you know what? Like, maybe we'll have a founder season one day, but it's not this. It's not this time. <laughs> it will not be this season. <laughs> not so, today. So, so uh, I want you to, uh, I don't know, maybe expound or try and explain or, or speculate, if you will. Why do you think it's so hard for the younger generation, which makes me automatically sound super old, but the younger generation <laughs> to to date, to court, to get engaged and then get married? You know what? I think, I think there's a lot of really unique things that are specialized to Latter-day Saints, especially here in Utah. When you're in other cultures, it's, you know, it's more normal to commit for just one night. But I think the pressure of us talking about, you know, eternal marriage so often and, and what you're looking for in an eternal spouse, it's so easy to get overwhelmed when you're going on that first date thinking, is this a person I want to spend the rest of my life with instead of do I like spending time with this person? Mm. And so part, part of the reason why we decided to put this together is we thought, what if we took out the stress of trying to decide, like, is this the one? Do I have to, you know, do I want to commit to this person for forever and say, okay, let's put a time limit on it. Let's give it an expiration date. You've got 30 days. What, like, what can you learn? How can you grow? How can you get to know this person? Um, and, and kind of take out that, that stress of trying to look at it long term. I think that that can be incredibly paralyzing for people. There's also this issue, I think, that we go on these first and second dates, and it's really easy for us to say, the spark just isn't there for me. I'm not feeling it. Mm-hmm. They're a really nice guy, but 
you know, it's just not there. And I think all of the people who are single have experienced that. And so we are wondering, like, really, what is chemistry and what's the role of commitment and how can we, that's, that's the journey that we're on. We're going to find out. How many couples will be participating in round one? We're picking three couples. Oh, that's not very many at all. It's not. And we've had, we've had people reach out and say, you need 20 couples. And right. we wish we could do that. Um, and we're looking in, you know, into different options. But we're going to be focusing on three couples so that people will be able to go onto our blog and to follow these three couples and really learn from their experiences. And hopefully, you know, it's not just about getting eyeballs on our website. We want people to be able to go to our site and to learn about what we're doing and then to be able to apply those things to their dating lives and be able to have those conversations with our friends and with their family and to do something different because we're all fed up with the dating scene. So let's actually do something different. It feels a little reality TV-ish. Will there be any sort of scripting or we need to make sure we get one couple that we know will be a disaster so that we have <laughs> dramatic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, there's no scripting. And there's a, there's a specific reason why we chose not to be publishing their logs live as they're dating. So we are not going to publish anything until the experiment is over because we want to give this a real shot. We want to create as normal of a situation and... Um, an environment for them as humanly possible so that they can actually get to know the person and and get to see if there really is is chemistry and connection so there's no scripting absolutely none um and we want to see if this actually could work do they win anything if they get married like a free i mean i was going to make the joke of a free temple marriage uh which costs everyone 10 (laughs) percent. but like do they do they get anything if it works out do did it cost them anything to apply Completely free to apply. They don't, I mean, they get a bay if they get married. Yeah. But we've, we've joked, it's like, is our end goal for you to get married? Like, no. Would it be awesome? Yes. Would we expect you to name your firstborn child after us? Also, yes. Yeah. So. Well, all right. Uh, people can follow along at 30 Day Bay, B A E, and the 30 Day is all spelled out. Uh, Correct. And, and follow along at, and you said that the, the, uh, Logs start posting on the 1st of November, is that right? Um, it, it'll be about mid-November. Oh, mid-November. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So people can keep an eye on that. Maybe we'll, if there's something of particular interest uh, as we start to see those things roll across, maybe we'll have you guys come back or talk to the couple in question about their experience with it. Love to do that. I'm sure there will be plenty, will be plenty to talk about. So, And they can follow us all along at Instagram, 30 Day Bay, Twitter, and Facebook. We're all right. on, all the, on all the sites. So. All right. Thanks, Kylie. Hey, thanks so much. We hope that this episode has nourished and strengthened your body and that if you weren't healthy enough to listen this week, that you'll be healthy enough to listen next week and that when the time comes, you'll be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat. It's sure to be neat. On the back row, we really got to go on the Cultural Hall show.